As David opens up with Second um, Samuel and our gospel reading, the, what we hear in Samuel is David's last words. Not this David. King David. Um, <laughs> but as you're listening to the words, look at in the front of your bulletin, you'll see there are three questions. Try to place in there um, what you, or how you see this part of the scripture being broken down. And then uh, listen for who God, how David describes God. And then in the second passage, we hear in the New Testament another question being asked, but really it's the same one. So listen to how they work together. Now these are the last words of David. The oracle of David, son of Jesse, the oracle of the man whom God exalted, the anointed of the God of Jacob, the favorite of the strong one of Israel. The spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His word is upon my tongue. The God of Israel has spoken. The rock of Israel has said to me, one who rules over people justly, ruling in the fear of God, is like the light of morning, like the sun rising on a cloudless morning, gleaming from the rain on the grassy land. Is not my house like this with God? For he has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. Will he not cause to prosper all my help and my desire? But the godless are all like thorns that are thrown away, for they cannot be picked up with the hand. To touch them one uses an iron bar or the shaft of a spear, and they are entirely consumed in fire on the spot. Holy wisdom, holy word. Please rise for the gospel reading. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. This is the word of God. A week ago, I was at the store late in the evening buying groceries. Sometimes I go to the store late at night because it's quiet and I can get away from the busyness of the day. I was standing in line waiting to check out when I noticed there were a lot of people in the store. The woman ahead of me turned to me and said, Wow, there are a lot of people here tonight. To which I replied, Yes, yes, there are. As we got closer to the stand, I watched as she picked up the latest Life magazine. On the front was a picture of Jesus with the question, Who do you say that I am? The question got me thinking about the passage for this morning from 2 Samuel. King David's last words begin with a description of the God he had faith in. 
He speaks of the God of Jacob, the same God of Moses and of Abraham. We know it's the same God because we've heard the stories. But what is sometimes missed is what it is about that God that they believe in. Abraham believed in a God that was active in his life. He fully believed God when he, told, he was told that he and his wife would have children and would become the father of a great nation. His God cared about what he needed and wanted, and he knew that this God was forgiving, even when he wasn't 100% sure of how things would turn out. Jacob believed in God also. Even though Jacob went about getting what he wanted in a backhanded way, God was there to help him work through it, even literally wrestling with him as he struggled with his guilt. Moses also believed in a God that walked beside him. We know that he talked with God numerous times, spoke to him through a burning bush, and felt the power of God as he stood up to Pharaoh. Moses depended on God for everything, for direction as he led the Israelites to the promised land, for food as they wandered through the desert for 40 years, when it came for guidance for when it came to organizing this group of people. So when David talks about the God of Jacob, he speaks of a God that is there, present in his life. He knew firsthand what it meant to be called by God. When we first met David, he was a young man, a shepherd. God anointed him and created a covenant with him to be king of God's people. David responded to the call, and part of responding to that call was that he was required to stand up to the Goliath. He knew he had to stand up to this giant, and he did so knowing that he had the protection of a God who was there with him. He knew that God would be there with him because of what he knew about God through the stories that were passed down through generations about how God had protected, protected his ancestors and that while God required great things of them, God never left them alone. And we recently have celebrated our 50th anniversary. It's amazing how much happens in 50 years. But if you ever stop to think about those charter members and what they needed to get this church started... If you know anything about church starting or church planting, you know that it takes a lot of work and a lot of faith. Why would anyone start a church? It's because they believe in the good news that they have to share. Those charter members knew that God was right there with them every step of the way. God was there in their successes and in their troubled times. God was moving among them, giving them the strength when they were tired courage when they were scared, and faith when they felt hopeless. But why does this matter? Why does it matter to know who God was in the past? It matters because if we don't know that God is there for us, or those that he calls into action, then how are we to believe that God is here for us presently? If our charter members didn't believe that God was with them, actively working with them. Would this church be here right now? Maybe not. But it was through their faith that we now have a place to meet weekly, to be part of God's worship. In the Old Testament, it is asked many times, who are you to God? 
And God responds with, I am the great I am. Who we believe God is has a great impact on our faith. Who do you think God is? Is God active in your life? Is God a distant God? Does God judge you, punish you, or test you? Or does God forgive you, give you grace and lots of love? David says, the spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His word is upon my tongue. The God of Israel has spoken. The rock of Israel has said to me, one who rules with people justly, rules, ruling in the fear of God, is like the light of morning, like the sun rising on a cloudless morning, gleaming from the rain on the grassy land. This is how God interacts with David in his life. The Spirit of the Lord speaks through him, and his words are God's words. Doesn't it sound beautiful? The light of morning, the sun rising on freshly wet grass that's gleaming. If David rules as God says, life will be good. Though there will be dark times, there will always be light, and God is there in both times. Do we live this way? Do we live out God's will in our lives? Those last few words of living God's will sound so hopeful, exciting, and even promising. How great it would be to live in a world where we all saw hope in everything, where we felt light, refreshed, and new. But David doesn't stop there. David says that he has done just what God has commanded. He ruled the way God told him to, and in so doing, God's covenant with him became true. The covenant God made with him was that one of his descendants would always sit on the throne. He says, For he has made me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. David has hope and joy for his future descendants. He is secure in the knowledge that God will be with them, that God will walk with them and talk with them. David knows that by believing in God and doing God's will, that his future children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren will be cared for. We can look in the Bible and see it's true. God has been there for all of David's descendants. So if we don't, do, if we don't have to do anything but read the Old Testament to know what, who God is, then why do people still ask the question, who is God? People still ask that question when Jesus was walking on the earth. If you recall, Jesus had a conversation with his disciples around the question, who do you say I am? They told Jesus what people were saying, ranged anywhere from John the Baptist to Elijah to one of the prophets. But the disciples said that he was the Messiah. In the passage that was read this morning, Pontius Pilate asked the same question, maybe used in slightly different words. But still trying to understand who Jesus was and why these people wanted him dead. Jesus responds by talking about the kingdom not being of this world and that he was born to testify to the truth. The truth is that we are all loved by God and by, this, by a God that wants to be in our lives, to be part of our daily interactions. For three years, Jesus walked around the earth ministering to people, telling them they were loved, calling people into God's work, 
they were, that were deemed unworthy by the priests and the Pharisees. If we truly believe that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are three in one, then God was the one here walking on the earth for those three years, interacting with people that God loves, reminding them daily that they were called to love one another, to take care of each other, to come together in a community. Looking back to the covenant God created with David, it wasn't just about making sure one of David's descendants would always be king. It was also about committing to be forever involved in David's life and the lives of those to come. We are a continuation of that line. Jesus reminds us that we are God's chosen. God wants to be involved in our lives, not just one little section. If God can answer a couple's prayer for children, help a man wrestling with his guilt over the torment or the treatment of his brother, can guide a nation out of slavery into the wilderness and call a simple shepherd to become king, heal the sick, make fishermen into disciples, what will God do in our lives? Fifty years ago, God called a group of people together to form this church. God, working through these people, created a space for transformation. A place for the Holy Spirit to move people. Who is God to you? Do you believe that God is interactive in your life? Or do you believe that God is off in some distant place right now, testing you or treating you like a puppet? Do you believe that God is here right now, worshiping with us in this space? If God is not here with us, what's the point of worship, the point of prayer, of coming together, even singing the songs that we sing? It makes a difference in how you live your life if you believe that God is here with you. At the beginning of the month, our senior hires took a trip to Fort Flagler. They took the ferry on their way home, and just as they were about to head down to the cars, a woman came up to them and asked them to pray for her. She had lost her wallet, and she was going through some hard things, and even though she had taken the time and like she canceled her cards and figured that part out, she was still really upset and wanted prayers to calm her and to ask God to look out for her. The youth prayed for her, and everyone went on their way. Even though I wasn't there, I've heard this story many times. This woman believes that God is involved in her life. She saw a group of teens that just happened to be returning from a church retreat and reached out to them. Her faith impacted those around her, reminded them that God calls all to help others, even if the only action required is to pray. If you've ever been asked to pray for someone or offered to pray, you know there's a powerful feeling that stays with you for days, even weeks after. That is the presence of the Holy Spirit connecting you to them and to God. So I guess again, I ask this again. Who do you say is God? If you don't know the answer to that, take time this week to pray about it. To read scriptures to talk to other people. Find out what you believe. There's hope 
in knowing that God is there with us. God gives us the strength to do things when we are scared and alone. And if we don't believe in the same God that Abraham, Jacob, Moses, and David believed in, it seems hollow what we do now, even disheartening. God was there for our ancestors and will be there for our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren. What will we pass on to them? Before you leave today, take a few minutes, get some coffee, maybe some cookies, and talk with someone about the activity that's going on, God's activity going on in their life. Let the power of their experience transform you and bring you ever closer to God's love for them. Amen.